0: This is London Live on 980 CFPL. My name is Mike Stubbs and we heard part one of the story of the Canada geese on Western's campus from Brendan Samuels, is a PhD candidate at Western and the reasons why the geese may have actually nested in December. So the idea at that point was hopefully they make it through January And February, with as many of these little goslings as are possible. But now we've got another part to the story, which has a real happily ever after ending to it. Because Brian Salt and Salt Haven became involved. And Brian joins us right now. Brian, when did you become aware of these geese?
1: Well, it was about a week ago. We started getting calls Uh, from people up at uh, University Hospital, uh, people who work there, and that they had spotted these goslings that were out front of the hospital. And when I first got the call, I thought, no, there's no way. It's probably Canada geese with four or five ducks, you know, (laughs) like they're smaller than the geese maybe. So I asked somebody to send pictures, and sure enough, it was goslings. So we monitored that situation for uh, about a week and then we got started getting reports now there was four instead of five goslings and then there was three so we thought we better step into action here and when we got there there was only two so predators had been in the lurch there and they were taking the the babies so we thought if they have any chance at all we needed to get them out of there and you know in a week from the time that we heard about this We knew the cold weather was going to set in. And once the snow hit the ground, there would be nothing for them to eat either. And so if the cold didn't get them, then the predators probably would. So we set out to uh, capture both the parents because we thought we'll bring the whole darn family up to Salt Haven and we'll allow the parents to raise their own here in our flight pens. But we can only catch one of the parents and after trying repeatedly to catch the second one, we realized it wasn't going to happen. And Canada geese, they're very maternalistic, but they are monogamous and they mate for life. So we didn't want to split the pair up. So we let the one go in that session to be with its mate. And we decided that we would foster the goslings here at Salt Haven.
0: Brian Salt joining us from Salt Haven as we talk about protecting a couple of little goslings who were born a little bit early and the idea as to why, well, geese like to nest and you want to have the advantage if it's still warm weather maybe that adds to it that these two just decided now's the time so brian when you're going to catch canada geese because let's face it anybody who's been around western's campus knows they're pretty territorial and uh, they don't like you coming near them let alone near them if they have babies nearby how do you even approach them Yeah, I've been beat up a few times. You know, Canada
1: geese are one of the few animals that their body language is so easy to read. And we've become attuned to reading body language when we're working with our birds of prey. And with Canada geese, when they they can get pretty mean by necessity, you need to know what they're telling you. So they, uh, and and Canada geese have a bad rap really too. You know, Mike, they're pretty easy going and easy to get along with when they're not nesting or when they don't have babies. But just like humans, I mean we would go to the end of the earth to protect our little guys, so they're no different than that really. But in this case they were pretty laid-back. They didn't like us being there, but again we could tell by which way they were moving and their body language as to whether or not we could we could actually get the babies. So the babies weren't really a problem. Catching the adults was. But as I say, we caught one, but we
0: couldn't get the second one. And now you are going to be raising a couple of goslings. So how does that happen? How do you do it? Well,
1: this time of the year, it's not too easy because there's only, there's not a whole lot of places you can put them. In the springtime, when we normally get them, they go into our flight pens. And, you know, they lead a pretty natural life out there. There's natural fauna and grass for them to eat and so on and so forth. But this time of the year, the environment has changed considerably. And so we, right now, they're small enough that we've got them in a a large tub with, and we've created a bit of a natural environment in there with food and water and places. We got a a feather duster that they can get underneath and feel a little more like mom. But in a couple of weeks, they're going to be too big for that. So right now, just, just last night, as a matter of fact, we took them out, uh, and let them wander in the clinic just to get the muscle in their legs going. Because if they're in a, t- a tight, you know, in the wild, they're walking around all day, they're following mom and dad, and they develop the leg muscles that they need. And, but in captivity, that may not be this case. So we got to get them out and get them working those muscles so that they develop properly.
0: It's an incredible story. You continue to do incredible work for wildlife in this area. Brian, thanks so much for talking to us about it. Maybe we'll check in a little while and and see how the geese are doing and how this goes, because it sounds like it's, it's figure it out as you go along.
1: I think it's going to be an interesting story.
0: Brian, thanks again. Have a great weekend. You too,
1: Mike. Thanks.